Emma Bast, welcome to Mopper Radio. Thanks, Rob Kelly. This is the uh, first ever live in-studio recording. Uh, do you feel honored or privileged? I feel honored and privileged. Uh, we also have a live audience of your four cats who are, who are great. We're calling it the live audience. The live audience, yes. yes. The live audience is good. They are uh, paying a lot of attention, although that might be because they want food. That more than likely it is. You've already given them treats, and Vesper is actually in the sink right now. So I think it's a perfect time to start talking about bike racing. You're right. That's a great segue. Thank you. So you're not a Washingtonian. You're not a D.C. native in any way, shape, or form, are you? Correct. You, you grew up in the North Country, um, did school in Central Mass, moved Western to... Western Mass. Western Mass? Western Mass. Okay. Yeah. We, uh, moved to Minnesota, the Great White North, mm-hmm. and now you're here. That's right. So tell me, what do you think about humidity? Ugh. Oh, it's so terrible. Like, I didn't know it could get this humid before I moved to, and not actually be raining because it doesn't at, at home. I'm from northern Vermont. I grew up an hour south of Canada. Um, and it doesn't, almost never gets this humid. And I, if it got this humid, it just starts raining. And I didn't know it could get this humid and not actually be raining. But it is. It does. And it's weird. Yeah, and it's only April, so it's about to get better. No, it's going to get so much worse. <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> so currently you're a Georgetown Law student, right? That's right. You're a 3L, meaning you're about to graduate here in May. Yes. So what's coming next? Uh, I am, amazingly, despite the complaining I just did about D.C.'s weather, actually going to be staying in Washington, D.C. I will be working in energy law at Spiegel & McDermott, um, which is a public interest energy law firm um, right downtown. And so that means we in Marlboro are blessed, fortunate, lucky, unfortunate, depending on how good you are at sprinting. You're going to be here. Hashtag blessed. There you go. You'll be here at Haynes Point. You'll be here at all the, the Marlboro Road Cup races. You'll be doing what you can to light it up from the front, right? Of course. Okay. <laughs> You're not a Marlboro. You are not a Marlboro team. You know, who do That's you race right. for? I race for Levine Law Group, powered by Hughesby.com. We are a USA Crits D1 squad. Um, so we are committed to showing up at the USA Crits series and performing at the highest possible level in the country. So USA Crits, we're going to talk about it. It's, it's been on the Mobber Facebook page before. Um, it'll be on the Mobber Facebook page in the future. Uh, just briefly, what is USA Crits? USA Crits is, I'm actually really excited about USA Crits. Um, It's this great series. They are all across, all the races are all across the nation. Um, And one of the things that I really like about them is they are trying to breed value in the sport. They are making it accessible that you can sign up uh, for the team to watch it all, all all the races live, live streamed. usacrits.tv and you can reference Levine Law Group if our audience feels so inclined but what I really what I really really like is that they are trying something different um, they're creating visibility for the sponsors both the individual team sponsors and any particular individual race sponsors they are um, people can see the racers they can see uh, the races they have interviews with the riders off the bike so you can get to know people and something like this hasn't they're looking to other sports to see what works there 
uh, the sound for our audience is, is the cocktail. Uh, sorry, the audience. The audience. The audience. Getting a little rowdy. Yeah, they're really excited about USA Crits too. They should be. They should yeah. be. Uh, yeah. So USA Crits is looking at. Um, they're looking at other sports. They're seeing what works there. And they're trying to do something new in cycling. And I think it's really, really cool. And Levine Law Group, uh, mm-hmm. the, the actual title sponsor for, for your team, that's a name a lot of us will probably remember from a couple of years ago in, in one of the corners at Nationals in the crit. The Levine Law Group was prominently displayed. And they've been around in the sport for a few years now, mm-hmm. and they've been very active. Can you tell us more about them? Yeah. Levine Law Group is um, a personal injury uh, attorney, and they do bike law as well. They're based out of Morrisville, North Carolina. And uh, Mike Levine, our main sponsor, is he's just super great guy. He's a huge believer in cycling and women's sport in particular at Crossroads last year, and he puts his money where his mouth is. Not only does he sponsor our team um, at the Crossroads Cycling Classic last year, he made sure, he was the one who made sure that the women and men had equal prize purses, and he put up the money for that. And so he's it's he's a fantastic sponsor, um, and it's really, it's a name, and they do great, great work, and they're really there for us and they're, they're there for the sport. Um, and that's that's the kind of lawyers and kind of people they are. And so we're really, really proud to have them as a sponsor and to promote uh, promote the law, the law group. So LLG, mm-hmm. that's the, what the cool people call it, right? Naturally. And uh, it's in its sophomore season now. Mm-hmm. And it's an all-women's team. That's right. So who are the, who are the women? We are all over. Um, we expanded the squad this year. It's great. Uh, the women are Lauren LeClaire. She's a racer based out of Boston area, greater Boston area. Uh, she and I know each other from when I was racing in New England a couple summers ago. Um, we have a gal named Rachel Canning. She is based out of Toronto, Canada. And then kind of working our way back across the country, we have Lisa Cardova, who's out of the Bay Area, North Cal. Haley Bates is in SoCal. Um, and we have Ashlyn Woods, who is a friend of mine. Uh, she, her parents live in Maine, but she actually is in college at Lee's McRae, um, finishing up there. Emily Strange is uh, one of our development riders. Um, and we have Dakota Top, who's another development rider who's great. And I think, I feel like I'm missing someone. It's okay if you circle oh my back. God, oh, my God, and I'm missing Kate, Kate Kirkpatrick, oh. who... I shouldn't forget because we're basically the same person, and um, she's new this year also. She's out of North Carolina, and, 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 and she, everyone's amazing, and it's, it's such a great squad. And she's formerly a mob racer. That's right, yes. So she'll be extra mad at me yes. when she listens to this. I may need you to edit that out. <laughs> we'll fix it in post, like everything else. Naturally. There you go. So as you alluded, you started bike racing. Sorry, Kate. I love you. In New England around 2008. Mm-hmm. What brought you into the sport? Uh, so before bike racing, I was on the uh, crew team, first at my high school at Kent, and then for a couple semesters in college. I had some um, philosophical disagreements about coaching with the college uh, crew team coach, and so decided to move into a different sport, which actually worked out really well because I'm a much better cyclist than I ever was a rower. Um, and I looked around at the school. We had a racing team, um, and I joined up. I started racing in the Eastern Collegiate Cycling Conference, which is the best one. And uh, 
And I fell in love, and I've, I've been doing it more or less ever since. But, okay, the Eastern Collegiate Cycling Conference, we all know it has nothing on the North Central Cycling College. That is a lie. Hashtag ECCCC for life. Wow, the, the Nebra Mafia is pretty strong in this world, isn't it? But uh, It's only because it's the best one. <laughs> so <laughs> when you're a female bike racer and you're starting out 2008 time frame, the, the number of opportunities aren't necessarily as great as they are now. Mm-hmm. How do you stay focused? How do you keep from getting burned out? Because when you're a four, in 2008, you're racing against one, two, threes right then and there, first up. Yep. How do you stay focused? How do you stay positive? How do you stay engaged? Well, like I said, one of the big things was that I um, came up through Collegiate. And uh, Collegiate has a lot of racers. And it's got this um, Eastern Conference has this vibe that's unmatched basically anywhere else. And it's very welcoming. It's very supportive. And it's very social. Um so you you show up, you get to, and you're hanging out all weekend. You get to know both your teammates, but also people on other teams, your other racers. And I, I knew, and then a lot of the women that I raced against in collegiate also raced USAC over the summer. So I was seeing people I knew every weekend, um, and that helped a lot. And the other thing was I just, I had big dreams. And I loved, I just, I love the sport. I love bike racing. And so that's, it made it easy to stay focused. So you not only stayed focused, you succeeded, you excelled, you achieved. I did uh, a little bit of Emma research uh, beforehand and I, 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 you know, Google Earth or Google Images. Here's an image of you, 2008, I believe it is. 2009. 2009. You were the Division II national champion for yes. Mount Holyoke. Mount Holyoke College, that's right. So seeing this picture of you here, smiling face, crossing the finish line in first place, what was that like? Um, it was good. I So that, was, that race was in Fort Collins, Colorado, and... Um, I had gone out there the year before. It was the second year of their bid. I'd gone out the year before and uh, not, you know, I'd done okay, um, but not particularly not particularly well. Uh, and the race itself was a mess. They cut the women's race. They had, didn't have it officiated. They start, cut the women's finish, like, uh, with 500 meters to go because they wanted to start the men's race. Um, and I think there were only, there were fewer than... 10 riders who actually got to sprint into the fin- across the finish line. Um, so the next year was a little better. Um, it was, I don't know. It was fun. It was a windy, windy day. <laughs> that's, that's, we there, I remember. We there was up, wind in Colorado. I know. It's a, it's a mind blowing proposition. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but it was a, everything came together. So college was a time, obviously, for a lot of us to do strange, weird things. We we tried to experiment a little bit here. Um, I, at one point in time, dyed my hair blonde in college. I know. It's shocking. Uh, But I found this. Tell me, what, what, what is this? This picture of you with a bike on your shoulder. that, That looks like a cyclocross picture as a matter of fact it is a cyclocross picture did emma cross it up i did used to race cyclocross it's true yeah but no more no more now it's purely hashtag crit life 
purely purely crits uh, and the occasional road race if I have to. Um, yeah, I raced for, I raced cross for a couple years. Uh, it was a fun thing to do. The New England cross scene is just obviously legendary for good reason. Um, but uh, I wasn't real good at it, and it was cold, and it made the season much longer. And then um, and then when I moved to the Midwest. It became, I think that the race that really killed cross for me was Jingle Cross. And we were racing at night. It was like, you know, 28 degrees at best. I think that was when it was still over the thanks, over Thanksgiving weekend. And I was out there. I was sliding down this muddy, ice, icy hill in the dark, somewhere off the pace. And I was just like... I could be inside eating turkey right now. What am I doing? And I basically never touched a cross bike again. So college comes to a close, regrettably, for all of us, and we have to go into the real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2013, 2014, you were, you were literally lighting it up. Your results for those years were, were incredible. I it was 2012-ish, actually. Okay. So 2012, your results were incredible. And then something happened. You left the sport. What mm-hmm. happened? I just I had some life stuff. Um, I moved, and I was a little burned out at that point. Um, I'd been kind of tra- chasing the dream and wasn't having... I was having some success, but not the kind you really need to break through. I wasn't really willing to go to California, which was kind of the thing that you had to do at that point in time. It, the economy had crashed. There wasn't a lot of money in the sport. And, um, and I was tired. And so I, I left for a while. And at that point, I didn't think I was ever going to be racing bikes again. But what changed? You came back, obviously. And yeah. you came back in spades. So 2017 comes around, and we've got results for you all of a sudden. Yeah. What happened? Uh, I was interning at the Conservation Law Foundation after my first year, my 1L year, in New Hampshire, in Concord, New Hampshire. And we had a hearing um, and I rode my commuter bike to the hearing, and I was... What was your commuter bike? My commuter bike is a Surly Crosscheck built up with some old race stuff that works pretty well, but also is obsolete. Uh, so it's it's a fun bike. There you and, go. Everybody's got to have a great commuter bike. Oh, uh, well, you spend so much time on it. Um, you need to have a bike you love. It's not your Dixie Flyer. No, the Dixie Flyer is just just for when I'm wearing... Fancy bike shoes. The commuter bike is for everything else. So and, uh, yeah, so I, so I showed up. Um, there was a lady lawyer there who was working with us, and she was chatting. She noticed that I had ridden. She said, "Hey," and it turned out um, this woman Danielle um, helps. She's on the Sunapee Racing Club uh, racing team up in New Hampshire, and she helps run and promote their um, Speedway Racing Series. And she was like, "You should come out and do a practice crit." And I thought, "Oh, what the heck? Why not?" It's been been a couple years since I did a crit, but it's there, and they've got this. It's this great course. It runs goes around a speedway, um, goes up this little hill, comes down, and I just remember going into this super fast turn. You come down a pretty sharp hill, and then turn, take a right, and I was there, and we we're just flying along, and I thought, oh darn, like I love I love this. I love crit racing, and that was right before New England Crit Week. And um, so I went and did New England Crit Week, and I had a lot of fun, and the bug bit me. And I think I had, like, four final races that summer. 
I kept saying, like, this is my last race. And then someone would say, well, do you want to go to this other race? And I said, oh, okay. And I think I did that, like, I did that at Ambler, and then I got talked into going to, um, I, I, no, I did it at, like, Port, at uh, um, Clamfest, and then I got talked into going to Ambler, and then I got talked into going to Detroit, and then I got talked into going to New Haven. <laughs> so let's talk about those last two, New Haven and Detroit. Yeah. Um, we all have these moments in time during the course of a season or during the course of a career, which are breakthroughs. Yeah. Uh, training Peaks lets you push the little button and say it's a breakthrough. And I'm, I'm waiting for it to automatically light up one day mm-hmm. when I'm down at Haynes Point, And yep. it'll light up and say, that was a breakthrough ride for you. But it hasn't done that yet. Uh, tomorrow might be a different story. Hope springs eternal. So Detroit. I am going to call Detroit your breakthrough moment for the return of Emma Bast. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about the Detroit Cycling Classic in 2017. So that race was, it was new on the calendar, and um, they came a little late. Um, my friend Kristen talked me into going, using the strong argument of, we should go, it'll be fun. Uh, and That's very potent, it, by it the was, way. It was extremely convincing. And so, um, so we went, and there wasn't... It was a like I said, it was a new race. It was a really cool course that year around Comedy Park, around the uh, Tiger Stadium. And I went for a preem and had found myself with a gap. Um, and that was with about twelve laps to go. And I just said, "Well, <laughs> might as well. You're up here now." Yeah, um, I was told I had a told I had a gap, and uh, I said well I guess I'll roll it and I've never I don't think I've ever ridden so hard in my life like my legs were cramping it was windy um but it was it was fun and and I did end up winning and that was awesome and I rolled across the finish line turned the corner got off my bike and I just bawled I was uh I was so overcome with just everything I was tired I was you know calorie deficited um and and I also that was my first major win in a long time um and it at a crit and it it was it was a really um big moment for me and I was I was like I said I was really overcome and I just think I like bawled for about 30 seconds or a minute or five minutes off the course it could have been 10 years it doesn't matter yeah and it was it was um it felt it was really something. It was really something to have 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 an experience like that. But then you doubled up. The very next race, New Haven. Yeah, um, New Haven was. So that's a really fun course, um, right downtown. And I ended up running into some old friends from collegiate there. It was it was great. Uh, and e yeah, um, that one was a sprint finish, and I think. I, uh, there's this great moment that you sometimes feel when you're racing, as you know, where you just have this like instinct of like, I have to go right now. Uh, and when it comes together like that, it's like nothing else. And I think there's a lot of analogs. We all have those moments, if not in racing elsewhere, but where you just, everything sort of flows. And, um, yeah, I had a moment like that and I actually managed to go at the right time. And, um, with, you know, going to the last lap and just barely held off everybody else and uh, got 
closed out the season with a win, which is always a nice feeling. So 2018, 2019, we're going to call these the crit life years. Okay. Now you're on LLG. Uh, you know, you're, you're out there doing these races all over the country. Last year, in 2018, you did seven of the 10 mm-hmm. USA crits races. Yep. You ended up finishing, I think it was 14th in the series. Mm-hmm. This year, you've, you've done Birmingham, mm-hmm. and you've done the first race of the series. Birmingham was a preseason race. You've done the first race of the El series. Paso is the second. It's, yeah. It was the first race. You know, what, what's, what's going to happen this year? Uh, well, we're, we're going to just keep going for it. Uh, the squad's all new, and we're still getting used to riding with each other, um, which is hard to do when we only get to ride together in crits, uh, in the big crit, in the big crits, um, because we live all over. So that's a challenge. But I think it, I think feel like we're starting to gel. We gel really well off off the bike. It's just getting to know each other on the bike, and um, we have our next race is Athens, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. And uh, we'll see how it goes. It's a really hard race um, with a big hill, but it's an amazing. It's really fun to do because there's such a big crowd. Um, I've been told it's the th- second or third largest sporting event uh, there in Athens in all, all year, including some of their football games, which is cool. And UGA is legit when it comes down to football. Oh, yeah. Super legit. So, I mean, I, I was an SEC grad from Ole Miss, and... Uh, you know, I, I can tell you that football day in the South, that's a big day. So if you're competing with football and, and it's going to be the third or the fourth or or even in the top eight, yeah. you know that you're doing the right thing. You know it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Put in a little plug here for USA Crits because why not? We, we've done a lot of it already. You know, $55 to watch a whole season worth of bike racing. Yeah, and it's quality racing too. And you've got the on-demand replays, which is handy if you're me and you can't actually see the race. You learn. You can only do it, but um, yeah, it's it's all there. My parents actually love it. My mom's like definitely number one fan, and she's got these really funny stories. Uh, like I think one time she was on uh, vacation last summer, and they were up in like way northern New Hampshire um, with some family. And she had was trying to set up her hotspot, and the only place she could get good enough sig- signal was in the middle of like a field next to an apple orchard and <laughs> I had other family members saying like I was wondering what your mom was doing because she was standing in the middle of a field yelling at her computer <laughs> I think that might be the most New Hampshire thing I've ever heard the only way it could possibly be more New Hampshire <laughs> is if there was maple syrup involved well I mean Vermont's more of a maple syrup state than New Hampshire but you know I'll allow it uh, seeing as <laughs> seeing as how you're not from the area I don't know anything about New England other than <laughs> It snowed when I was there the other day, and <laughs> I find that to be objectionable in April. Uh, will we see you here in Marlboro? Will we see you at some more races in Marlboro? Because you came to Black Hill. Yep. You came to Rut One Rampage. Yep. Uh, finished on the podium each time. In fact, I don't know if anybody told you, Black Hill is a 100-meter-long sprint. Nobody told me. Because you jumped at 300 meters to go. and That was the time, Rob. You just destroyed the field. It was probably one of the most impressive sprints that I've ever seen anybody do. And it was completely contrary to the best practices of that race course. Congratulations. Thank You've you. You've taught me 
never to trust what other people say and just go for your gut. No, you got to follow your own. You got to follow your own um, racing. You can't be if you want if you want to if you want to be satisfied with yourself. Like not even if you want to win, but if you want to be satisfied with yourself. What I've found, if I want to be satisfied with myself, I have to I have to race my race. You can't you can't race someone else's race. You have to race your race. Um, and for some people, that means they do a breakaway. Um, for some people, it means they attack on the hill. Uh, for me, that day, it meant that I sprinted at that moment. Um, but yeah, you got you to gotta race your race. So, Mobber Radio, we're known for many things. Uh, but one of oh, the really? things... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is, things are you known for, Rob Kelly? <laughs> not really sure yet, but it's shameless self-promotion time. One of the things that uh, we like to do is, is, is the lightning round. So, yep. ten questions... Uh, maybe tangentially related to bike racing or not, but first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Just go with it, okay? Yep. So question number one. You ready? Emma, Bass, Levine Logger, you ready? Uh, do, can, I, can I plead the fifth if I want to keep myself from self-incrimination? Uh, yeah, well, that'll probably my be like questions. Do my constitutional rights still apply <laughs> in, in the context of this of Mava Radio? Potentially. You never know. Uh, we'll get there <laughs> when we get there. We'll take the objections as they come. So, okay. Question number one. Best muffin flavor? What time of year is it? Uh, it's April. It's the best muffin flavor right now. Right now. We're assuming that all muffins... <laughs> oh, my God. This is not a law school exam. First thing that comes to your mind, if the words cardamom muffin don't come to your mind immediately, I don't know what's going on. Oh, I mean, a cardamom raspberry muffin does sound pretty good right now. Okay. That's your final answer. Uh, sure. Okay. Second question. We've asked... The problem the pa- is that there's no fruit that's really in season at this oh. moment. And- Second question. We've... <laughs> We've asked cats or dogs before. Cats. Lame question. That's not the question. Because we know the answer is cats because cats rule and dogs are whatever. Dog slower. Yes. Color of cat that you most like to pet other than scout bast? I, I don't have a color preference. All cats are adorable and fuzzy and great. Today you petted the white cat first. That's because that's she was first in line, in the receiving line. Uh, Vesper was waiting for me at the door, and then um, Patton came next, and then Dubs, okay. and then Fausto came last. But that's that's just that's that's as the order that the cats came to me. Oh, so the, the nu- white the nuisance came to me in that order. <laughs> <laughs> the USA Crits kit that stands out the most to you, other than Levine Law Group. I mean Levine Law Group because it's Pinkwats are the best. Other than the Pink best Watts? kind. Um, one that stands out the most. Like, in terms of design or in terms of... The one that of, pops to you. That pops to me and, like, I phone a friend. <laughs> can I look up all the USA Crits You jerseys? can look up all the USA Crits, but while you're doing that, we're going to the next one. Okay. The podium finish that meant the most to you other than a win. And we're doing top three podium. We're not wide-angle podium in this. <laughs> That's not a real thing. Uh... In college, my friend and teammate Rachel was um, an intro writer, and she uh, trained really hard, but she was new to the sport. She didn't have an athletic background, and she 
frankly struggled with her weight in part because of um, some of the some medical issues that were beyond her control. And at the Yale crit, she attacked and she stayed away from the field and she won the race. And to see her take that win, um, she, it was amazing. I have never been more proud. It was, it was, it was something really, really, really special. Um, and she's stated publicly, so I feel comfortable saying this, uh, like it changed, it changed her, it changed her life. It changed the way she viewed herself. It changed the way she viewed what was, she was capable of. And I was so happy and so proud of her. And it still like, um, gets me in the feels because it was, it was something really special to watch. And I think that's, that's the potential that sport and cycling has. See, that's heavy. And that makes the next question. We can get back to funny, but you asked, yeah. you asked the most no, meaningful no, 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 question, no. most meaningful yeah. podium. And that's, that's it. But it makes the next question seem ridiculous because it's one that's near and dear to your heart. Yeah. At work snacks. Yes or no? Yes. Uh, just because some people in this room don't support at work snacks does not mean that they aren't awesome and the correct way to go. I feel like I may have made a mistake in my law practice at some <laughs> points in time, and one of them is my failure to have snacks. Yeah, you, you didn't have enough snacks. Um, peanut butter pretzels are always a great way to go because, especially if you get the ones that have like the sweeter peanut butter on the inside, uh, then it's like a nice sweet salty balance. But Hershey's snack mix is dangerous, and I recommend everybody not start, not go out and try some because you'll be hooked. Okay. For those of us who this this makes us border on nerdcast level, best as l- opposed to what existed already, <laughs> a podcast about bike racing, which is not at all nerdy. No. Best line from a Supreme Court decision. You can paraphrase. The law is not a brooding omnipresence in the sky. Wow, who was that? That was Justice Holmes. I'm not going to argue with Justice Holmes. I'm just you not going to. I mean, it's such a good line. Best race course slash environment? Uh, race course, like, ever? That you've been at. Well, I mean, for environment, I'm going to have to go with Eastern Collegiate Cycling Conference. There you go. Um, yeah. And, and the best, or I'll, but the, I'll say the best course is the GMSR crit. The, the downtown, downtown The one? downtown Burlington crit. It's, it, there's a reason all the crit racers suffer through, uh, three days of road racing that craze legendary cocktail of choice mm, summer or winter summer I would probably say something gin based for the summer gin, clear spirits for summer dark spirits for winter okay. we're in April now so the uh, borderline you can go either way the bourbon we're having right now is perfect it's great yeah Shout out to Batch 13. Yeah. <laughs> Your superhero crush. Ooh. Oh, man. I know this is tricky because sometimes we ask about superpowers. Sometimes we ask about your favorite superhero. But this is your superhero crush. Superhero. Captain Marvel. Hey. Or, or Captain America. You just like the captains, don't you? Uh, you know, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> the mob or racer. Remember that specifically. The mob or racer you most want to go out training with? I feel like this is a trap. 
This is definitely a trap. It's not a trap. It's It's a trap. The answer doesn't have to be Adam Pulford. That's a trap. (laughs) The mob eraser that you want. Since we're getting into the nerd cast. (laughs) Mob eraser you most want to go out on a trainer ride with. Most want to go out on a trainer ride with. I mean, I I would say probably either Adam Pulford or Rob Kelly or both. They're both pretty good training, training, training buddies. If we just need that fourth, because three people in a training group is kind of weird. Yeah, well, we get a fourth rider sometimes, um, and but you know, it works out. Rotate. So we got to go back. Mm-hmm. We still haven't answered the question about the best, not the best, but the the oh, D yeah, one USA dist- cycling USA my, crits. You distracted me by asking asking other questions. I can't hardly be held responsible. I, I was conveniently allowing you to think. And process while talking. That's not a real thing. Oh. Humans can't multitask. Did you not see the studies? I, I've seen them, and I've, I'm capable of chewing gum and walking at the same time. Yeah, but are you capable of chewing gum and, like, considering who has the most standout jersey and answering other questions at the same time? Yeah, cliff bar racing. Interesting. I like red and white. Mm. It's a very There's simple not thing. a lot of red in the USA Crits, like... D1 squads this year. I, I noticed there's a huge dearth of like red-based jerseys, which I feel is unusual. Which is sporting. Which is reason why I should be at more USA Crits races. I mean, no one's stopping you. I actually really like the way Hagen's jerseys went this year. The Hagen's Superman squad. They they've had some evolution in their kit over the few over the few years, and uh, and they're I think this year's jersey looks great. That's and an, they're also really classy riders. That's an excellent choice because Lindsay Goldman, former Mabra alum, Julie Kalitza, Mabra yep. alum. Both awesome people. Yeah. Awesome mm-hmm. folks. And uh, little known fact, when Lindsay moved away, Properties on the Potomac, the sponsor of the Mabra Road Cup, was there to help her sell her place. Oh, really? Excellent. So if anybody needs to buy, sell property in DC, Maryland, or Virginia. Properties on the Potomac. Thank you. Emma Bass, thank you so much for being on Mobber Radio. You're welcome, Rocky. Hey, everybody. It's the host of Mobber Radio, Rob Kelly. I had so much fun this week recording with Emma Bast, and I'm really looking forward to next week when we talk to the folks at AMP Human Performance about their great product, PR Lotion. If you don't know who AMP is, please go visit the website, amphumanperformance.com. There you can read up about the product, and you can also take a look at some studies, learn about their sponsored athletes, and find out how to subscribe. Until next time, remember, smile, nod, wave. Show some love for your fellow athletes when you're out there on uh, MacArthur Boulevard. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or anywhere you find your podcast. Thanks a bunch.